Podcasting is really like any kind of marketing. People aren't going to just buy from you because you have a podcast. If you're not already making sales with the people who are coming into contact with your business, it's a little bit like pouring water into a leaky bathtub. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Social Let. This is episode 527. Today, I'm answering all of the questions that you guys submitted about podcasting and more specifically about starting a podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be answering questions from, you know, where do I even begin through to what kind of equipment, through to what to talk about on a podcast, how to edit it, how to choose those topics, and all of the, I guess, all of the nuts and bolts that really go into starting a podcast, growing it, and making it successful. So let's jump in with question number one. All right, question one. So this is actually questions that two or three people submitted. And that was, where do I begin? How do I even start? So the very first place I would say for anybody who's thinking of starting a podcast should begin is why are you doing it? Start with why. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, the old Simon Sinek, uh, TED Talk and book, start with why. Why are you wanting to start a podcast? Because the reason why you are doing it, the why behind it, the vision of what you want this podcast to become, this will shape the way that you set up the show, the way you, uh, the format you go with, the structure, etc. So what is the goal of podcasting for you? Then once you know why you're doing it, the next thing to consider is who is it for? Who is that ideal listener? If you can't articulate who that ideal listener is, then you're going to have a really hard time creating content for your show. Once you know who it's for, then we can start to look at, okay, what is this topic that I'm talking about on my podcast? What is that broader subject area that I'm covering in my episodes? And why should people listen to my podcast rather than any of the other podcasts that already exist? talking about this same topic or speaking to that same ideal listener. If you can't articulate why people should listen to your podcast, they won't. It's that simple. And that is why in my podcast launch plan, which is an, a step-by-step -step guide for getting your podcast off the ground, in that podcast launch plan, I spend quite a lot of time on this initial strategy, the why, the who, the what it is, and then why people should listen. That is so important. There are so many millions of podcasts out there at the moment, and it's really easy to sort of fall into this mindset of, well, there's so many out there, it's too late. It's actually not too late, but you need to still be able to articulate why somebody should be listening to your podcast. 
Then once we've got that topic, then we look at things like the format, the structure, how often you'll share episodes. These all kind of go into your overarching podcast strategy. We do all of these before you've even bought your microphone, by the way, before you've even bought that microphone and hit record. We want to make sure all of these elements of your strategy are clear and in place before you hit record. The problem is that most people get stuck by, they go out and they buy the equipment because they read a blog post on the best podcasting equipment to use. They go and buy that microphone and they set it up and then they don't really know what to talk about. So they stop and it becomes something that gathers dust on their shelf and they're like, oh, well, I'll start a podcast one day. But that's back to front. We want to start with that strategy first then go and get your equipment. Because in the process of doing that strategy, you might find that you're not actually that passionate about the topic you want to talk about. Or you might discover that maybe it's better suited towards a blog or a YouTube channel. So go through that strategy first. Then once we've got that equipment, outline some episode topics, start outlining those episodes, record your intro and outro, and find some music you like for the intro and outro. Then Record those episodes, edit and upload the episodes, publish them to a podcast host, and that podcast host then distributes the files to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of the different platforms where podcasts can be distributed. That's kind of the the overarching um, framework of where I would begin. I walk you through this step-by-step in the podcast launch plan. You can grab that at stephtaylor.co forward slash PLP. You'll find the link to it in the show notes as well. All right, question two. What if I start my podcast and nobody listens? I chose this question to answer because I think it's quite a common fear that we all have when we're starting a podcast. Now, If you start your show and nobody listens, then you probably haven't communicated why somebody should listen, or you haven't communicated it to the right people. A podcast is very similar to building a business or building a course. You don't just build it and hope people find it. You have to actively get it in front of the right people. You have to actively market your podcast. Yes, Apple Podcasts and Spotify will do a little bit of distribution for your podcast if it's noteworthy. If your podcast is good, it's getting those downloads, then you'll reach more people by being in the top charts or by being featured in something like new and noteworthy. But your podcast itself won't reach those people without you doing a bit of legwork to get it in front of those people. So if nobody is listening, it's either because you're not getting it in front of the right people or because you're getting in front of the right people, but they don't understand why they should listen to it. So they're not listening to it. So being really clear who those right people are, why should they listen to your show? And how are you going to get it in front of those right people? Which segues beautifully into question number three, how do I market my podcast? How do people find it? So again, know who is that ideal listener. And then once we know who that ideal listener is, where are they hanging out? Where are they hanging out? What um, what communities are they in? What other podcasts are they listening to? How can you get in front of those people? Now, the easiest way to get in front of those people and to bring them back over to listen to your podcast is to identify what problems and struggles do they have and what value is your podcast creating for them? Because once you can articulate that, 
if you get in front of those people, it becomes a no-brainer for you to say, well, hey, look, I know you're struggling with this. In my podcast, I talk about this, this, and this, and it's going to help you by delivering whatever outcome it is. Okay, so a really great way to grow your podcast is to get on other people's podcasts. Because if you think about it, people who are listening to podcasts, they are people who like listening to podcasts. So finding the podcasts that that ideal listener is already listening to and then pitching them, pitching them with whatever value you can deliver to their listeners. Because remembering that it's not about you. It's about the podcast you are pitching. It's about the person who is hosting that show and how they can help their listeners, how you can help them to help their listeners. All right. Question number four, how long before you start seeing results or a return on investment? So I guess it really depends how we define results and how you define results is going to depend on what your reason for podcasting is, what that why of starting a podcast is. Now, if we're looking at return on investment in dollar terms, for me, I invested so little money into my podcast. Like literally the only money I invested was a microphone. And I think my microphone that I started with was like $90. And I knew even if I didn't even if I didn't stick with podcasting, I knew I would still use that microphone for Zoom calls, for you know, recording videos, for other things in my business. So it was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, so that return on $90 investment, that that came pretty quickly, right? I never really took on sponsors with the show, and it's only been really recently that I've joined the HubSpot network. But when I first started that show, the return on investment came in terms of clients who wanted to work with me. If we look at return on the energy invested into podcasting, it probably took about one or two years before I started to see a real return on the amount of time and energy. And that doesn't mean that it wasn't worth it. It was absolutely worth it because I needed to do those first, that first year or two of podcasting to figure out what the most effective offerings and messaging was going to be in my business. It would have been a lot quicker if I had already worked out, hey, this is what I'm selling my listeners on. This is what my business's point of difference is. But because I didn't have those things crystal clear, my podcast wasn't really driving people to that, uh, to convert, I suppose. Podcasting is really like any kind of marketing. People aren't going to just buy from you because you have a podcast. If you're not already making sales with the people who are coming into contact with your business, it's a little bit like pouring water into a leaky bathtub. You know, it's just going to pour straight out. So it's really important to get your messaging in your business clear. It's really important to structure those offerings, you know, be really clear. Like, this is who I work for. These are the problems I solve. And these are the offerings that solve those problems. And I didn't articulate those early enough in my business. If I had articulated them earlier in my business, yes, I would have absolutely seen that return on time and that return on energy a lot quicker. Okay, question number five. What the heck should I talk about? Oof, this is a really interesting question because I think about this podcast and all 527 episodes of it so far and I think about how what I talk about has evolved so much as my interests have evolved, as my business has evolved, as, 
you, your, you, my listener has evolved, right? So I started with what I really enjoyed talking about. And at that point in time, I enjoyed talking about social media. That's why the podcast is called Socialette. Now, as I stopped loving social media so much and started loving launching and other forms of marketing and started really learning a lot about growing my own business and having those lessons that I could share with you, I pivoted. And so can you. You can always pivot or gradually move, transition that topic that you talk about if you get sick of what you are talking about on your show. So thinking, yeah, starting with what you enjoy talking about, but also thinking about what value can you add, what problems can you help solve, what struggles can you help solve. That's really important because that is why somebody's going to listen to your show. Don't start a podcast for the sake of starting a podcast. Please, please do not. Please do not. There are way too many shows out there that should not have been a podcast in the first place. And, you know, there's a reason why many, many podcasts, I think the average number of episodes that a podcast, that the podcasts out there have created are like 10 episodes. There are hundreds of thousands of shows that have only ever published one episode. So we don't want to be a podcast that peters out after five episodes or 10 episodes. And that starts with having a very clear idea of what you are talking about. And that is why I take you through that process inside the podcast launch plan, which you can find in the show notes. But I take you through that process quite deeply because if you can't, if you can't pinpoint what you're talking about, and why somebody should listen to that show, they're not going to. And it's going to be really hard to stick with it unless you have that crystal clear idea. That doesn't mean that it's impossible to come up with that idea. It just means that it takes a little bit more thought and a little bit more strategy than maybe what you had considered. Okay, question number six, what is the best tech for starting my podcast? Now, there is no one best. I personally love my Rodecaster my, I think it's Roadcaster Pro. Yes, Roadcaster Pro and Rode PodMic. I love those. That's my recording stack. But if you're just starting out, it's not really worth that investment. It's quite a high price point. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't invest that money if you're just starting out and you don't know if podcasting is something you're going to stick with. Pick something, pick a microphone that works really well with the room you are recording in. And this is something I dive a bit deeper in the podcast launch plan. You know, picking that best microphone for where you're recording, for the style of show that you're doing, um, et cetera. Because, yeah, there is no one size fits all best microphone. Um, having said that, like the room that you record in is going to make such a big difference to your sound quality, especially if you are recording with a budget microphone. Um, that's actually a question that was submitted was what is the best room to record in? So my answer to that is, a room that has a lot of soft furnishings. So if you have a room that is carpeted, that's going to sound so much better than a room that has hardwood floors or concrete floors. Um, your low ceilings uh, are better than high ceilings. Um, cushions, anything that's kind of breaking up that echo is going to have a better sound quality than uh, a room that is beautiful and minimal, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Question number seven, what is the best hosting platform? Now, there isn't one best hosting platform. And please don't spend hours researching which is the best hosting platform unless you need a really specific feature. 
So, for example, we used to use Libsyn for this podcast, but I needed dynamic ad insertion, which most people won't need, but I needed it for my particular show because I wanted to be able to add and remove ads without having to re-record an entire episode. Now, for me, the easiest platform and the easiest plan that was going to give me the dynamic ad insertion was Spreaker. It went from being you know, $5 a month or $20 a month to like $100 a month because of that dynamic ad insertion. But we needed that particular feature and we easily get that ROI. So don't spend all of that time researching which is the best platform unless you have a very specific feature in mind. Now, there are many, many, many blog posts out there that will pop up when you Google this and they will tell you this is the best one. They are probably affiliates. Right. There is really very little difference between Libsyn, Spreaker, Blueberry, Captivate, all of those main ones, Buzzsprout. There's so many out there. There's very little actual difference between all of these. Now, I would be mindful not to go with ones that are free because generally, if you look in the terms and conditions, um, and I'm thinking of one very specific platform that comes to mind, you can Google, you can Google this and it'll come up. Um, but there's one specific podcast platform that is free that has in their term, terms and conditions that they can use and distribute your content however they wish. We don't want that. It's worthwhile paying. Libsyn, their basic plan is like $5 a month. Use that. That's all you need. $5 a month. If you're not willing to invest $5 a month into your podcast, you probably shouldn't be starting a podcast in the first place. Okay. Um, okay. Question eight, how does the ROI compare between podcasts, Instagram, and email marketing? I'm really struggling with figuring out where to spend my time. Okay, so in my business, there's no, I don't look at one particular platform for ROI because they kind of work hand in hand in hand. And I create podcast episodes are my hero content. They are where I start. I start by thinking, okay, what podcast episodes do I want to share this month, this quarter? From there, the podcast episode becomes an email to my list. And I've actually really increased the amount of emails that I'm sending to my list because I can see the click-throughs, the correlation between um, the number of emails I send and the number of downloads that my podcast gets. And then if I feel like it, I post on Instagram. I don't love posting on Instagram. I don't see much of an ROI on Instagram. So I don't really, um, I don't really post that much on Instagram. Occasionally, if I have an extra special episode, great. I'll post that on Instagram. Now, ROI depends on so many different things. It depends on how you are monetizing your podcast, firstly. So if you have a lot of downloads and you're monetizing with sponsors, great, you might actually get a bigger ROI on your podcast. However, if you are monetizing your podcast by growing your audience and selling them your products and services, your best effort there is probably going to be driving those listeners onto your email list and then sending, setting up that funnel to nurture them and sell to them. And this is actually something I walk you through inside the podcast launch plan because it's not as simple as sharing podcast episodes and then somebody goes and buys your product. Sometimes that happens, but more often in my business, people will listen to the podcast episode, then go and subscribe to my email list. And then a month later, they'll buy something when I talk about it in an email. Um, so yes, personally, email is the highest ROI for me. 
but podcast drives people to my email list. Okay, question number nine. How do you choose topics? I find my best topics come from surveying my audience. So for example, this episode where I'm talking, where I'm answering your questions, uh, these are my favorite kinds of ones because I know these are the things that you are all struggling with. So I get to answer those questions. Um, Sometimes the questions that people answer or that ask in my survey those become an entire standalone episode. So for example, if you if you submitted a question and I'm not answering it in this episode, it might become its own podcast episode one day. It doesn't mean I'm never going to answer it. And likewise, the questions that I'm answering quite quickly in this episode might one day become longer episodes on their own. Uh, so that's the that's my favorite way to choose topics. I also look at um, various launches in my business. So when I'm launching Launch Magic each time, I know, okay, what are the topics that my audience needs to know? What kind of content do they need to know before they'll be ready to sign up for Launch Magic? And that um, helps me with choosing those topics at that point in time. And then I also look at, okay, what else is really topical and relevant right now? Like the last episode um or two episodes ago on this show, actually, I recorded an episode about Web3 and how that's going to disrupt the way that we market our businesses. That's really topical and relevant, and it's something I'm really interested in right now. So that's kind of how I choose my topics. Um, but yes, always starting with my listeners and finding out what they want gives me millions of ideas. Okay. Question 10. What metrics do you consider to warrant your podcast a success? Oh, I love this. So this comes back to what your goal is. Like, what is your why? Why are you podcasting? For example, if you are podcasting because you want to build your um, expertise, you want to build your personal brand as the expert in your space, well, then we might look at something like yeah, download numbers are a thing. We might look at, oh, what's my email list or my social media following doing? Uh, If you're podcasting to make money from advertisers, we would look at what is that CPM that you are earning? What is the overall dollar figure that you are earning? What are those download numbers? Um, So it really depends on what that overall goal is. If your goal is to grow your audience off your podcast, great. What is your email list size doing? What is your audience doing? These are all different things. Are we wanting to sell products? Okay, great. How are sales looking? So it's not just about download numbers. Download numbers can help you to track how the podcast itself is performing, but it's not helping you to track how uh, those other goals are performing as well. All right. So there we go. There are 10 of your questions about starting a podcast and growing your podcast. If you have other questions, feel free to reach out. I'm on Instagram at stephtaylor.co. And if you have any friends who are thinking of starting a podcast, make sure you share this episode with them. It's how I get to help more people. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Catch you next time.